Hey everyone, welcome to Locked On Lakers for a Thanksgiving Thursday. Brian Kimonetsky, Andy Kimonetsky, the Lakers mount a furious fourth quarter comeback against the Mavericks and fall short. We discuss next. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast. It's always going to be free. It is never going to be behind a paywall. And Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go hang out with uh, 22,000 or so subscribers to a channel, all of whom are uh, hopefully enjoying a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday uh, with family and friends uh, in, in whatever way that you are able. Um, and using turkey, Andy, and, and food to... Uh, get rid of the feeling that came after this game on Wednesday because, oh man alive, this was frustrating. Uh, the Lakers lose uh, to the Dallas Mavericks 104-101, to the final score, mounting a furious fourth quarter comeback, um, actually taking the lead against um, Dallas. How much were they down? What was the most they were They were down, down 20 to begin the fourth quarter. They were down 20. This was not even, Brian, like a proverbial fake comeback because once you regain the lead, that is an actual comeback. This, You've come back. <laughs> well, this was in certain ways worse because this was an actual comeback that you just botched down the stretch and couldn't come through. This wasn't even teasing what really can't happen in the first place. You're just getting fans excited about something that isn't going to happen. This could have actually happened, mm -hmm. but it Lakers, didn't. Lakers had a, the Dallas, just to put things in perspective, Dallas had a uh, we, you know, ESPN, a lot of you know places now they'll do like the 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 percentage likelihood of winning tracker as the game goes along, or whatever. Uh, with fifty seconds, fifty nine seconds left in the third quarter, Dallas went up ninety one to seventy one. That they they had a ninety nine point two percent chance, probability wise, of winning the game. The Lakers, though, uh, with a minute sixteen left, they go up too. Now they have a 63% chance of winning. To your point, Andy, um, the odds, as they might say in those Hunger Games movies, were in their favor. Uh, and at that point, you didn't mount a great comeback and, you know, whatever, you blew a lead. Like, it it was hard. It wasn't a big lead and, and all that stuff, but they missed free throws down the stretch. Uh, LeBron James had a really bad turnover through a bad pass in the Lakers' best, I, you know, last full possession. The only to try to, to, try to win. I mean, the there only were, I, I, like, I was, there were a lot of mistakes that you start to look at and say um, things that overshadow for me overshadow this big fourth quarter comeback where the Lakers outscored Dallas thirty to thirteen and needed to outscore them 30-10, to 10, at least to push the game into overtime. Yeah. Th by the way, that turnover, LeBron trying to go over the top to uh, Anthony Davis, he's getting fronted by Rashawn Holmes, and he's got Luke on the backside. And th this really was a pass 
that had to be absolutely perfect. It was not. LeBron yep. likened it afterwards to a quarterback who didn't properly lead his receiver and left it short and got picked off. That was the only turnover for the Lakers in that fourth quarter. It was also the only sort of like fitting in terms of the hole that you put yourself in and how the the little things can add up. It was the only turnover of the fourth quarter. Yep. Dallas, as bad as they played, you always give yourself an opportunity through little things that can turn out to be big. They did not turn the ball over at all in that fourth quarter. And between that and the cushion th that they had heading into this fourth quarter up 20, they could survive being held to 16% from the field, one of 10 from behind the arc, and getting out rebounded 14 to 10 in this game. Like they they were, or in that quarter, they were outplayed badly by the Lakers, except, like you said, that that free throw discrepancy really came back to bite them in the ass, missing, I believe it was five free throws in the fourth quarter. And yeah, they were one of six at the line in the fourth quarter. That and that turnover. <sighs> yeah, four four of those coming, Andy, in the last four and a half minutes of the game. Jackson Hayes missed two, um, and LeBron missed two. And it's just, look, I it's as if, sometimes it's as if they, they get together before the game starts and say, guys, what would be the most impractical way to try to win tonight's game? How about we put ourselves in a situation where we're down 20 going into the fourth quarter and we we have to hold Luca and a, a Luca and Kyrie led offense to like eight points. 13 what points. What if we try that? What if we think that well, and, like that's really impractical? Why don't we is that the most impractical way? Well, it's pretty close. Let's try that. And like Dallas did not have a field goal in in the fourth quarter until close to four minutes left in the. But eventually, and then you know, then you leave yourself with zero margin for. Eventually, they're going to score. And then um, after a run of a lot of good plays, um, especially defensively, the team as a team, Austin Reeves made the mistake with the Lakers up two. I mentioned they were up two with a sixty six percent chance of winning. Austin Reeves sank too low to help and gave too much space for Kyrie to to have a clean look at three. It was a defensive is the only thing that can beat you at that point. It was it was bad play. And you know, but you leave yourself in a position where any mistake that the other team can take advantage of hurts you. It's just I I Darvin after the game, and we'll get into some of the particulars, and we'll get into the 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 um you know so the, the, the Lakers missed a ton of shots at the beginning of the game. I, I they were engaged and just missed a lot of shots. I, it was ridiculous. But Darvin after the game talked about the spirit of the team and the fight and how you know this game shows that they're coming back and all this. So there are nights when that lands. And I feel like, okay, you know, yeah, spirit, you know, go team. There are also nights when it doesn't land. And for me, at least, it did not land on, on Wednesday night to hear about the spirit and the fight of the Lakers. It's not – get more into it probably after after the break. But it's, it's not even 
and talk about it. Just the way – what Darwin said, it's how he framed it. Mm-hmm. But just to like sort of put a put a button on what you were talking about with Reeves, that mistake down the stretch, and LeBron, that turnover. LeBron and Reeves were fantastic yes, in they the were. order. Like they were both really the engine – that led to them getting back into this game. Like there were some other good moments. Torian Prince, who had a, a very good game, that uh, certainly a good second half. That let me just say that dude needed badly. Uh-huh. He had five points in the fourth quarter, including a really big three, three rebounds, which is like four games worth of rebounding for Torian <laughs> Prince, plus an assist. Like he he real he he was hustling all over the place. Like he had a very good game that he quite frankly really needed Jackson Hayes got some surprising moments in the fourth quarter like a long run that I remember when uh Rui Hachimura began the fourth quarter and the Lakers were starting to get into it um Jackson Hayes was on the floor AD got put back in the game I thought AD was coming in for Hayes and it turned out he was coming in for Rui and, and which was unusual and then I thought okay maybe this is just about you know, having Hayes there as a second body for for rebounding because Lakers have been stopped. If you heard of this before, getting killed on the class, and that really wasn't it either. Like Hayes was actually out a lot defensively in space. I think they were just looking for more length to bother the Mavericks' offense at the outset, just trying to muck up the execution. It was working. Like it was a really interesting move by Darvin that I, I will admit I did not see coming, but I thought played really well. Yeah. Like there's so much that you could get into in this fourth quarter, but then those mistakes become magnified. And then talk about it next. Darvin, the way he framed this takeaway, I think if you're a fan, you're going to be irritated, and I do not blame you. <laughs> so, All right, so we'll get into that. And um, this this loss hurts, I think, in in ways as the Lakers head out on a tough road trip. That may become apparent in 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 a week or ten days. We'll talk about all this stuff next. All right. So Darwin was asked after the game about lessons. You know what? You know, and this is a common thing that that reporters will ask. You know, what are you taking from it? And there are a lot of ways, I guess, to interpret it. But he was asked about what lessons you take, and that's when he you know, what lessons you can learn from, you know, you've learned from this game. And that's when he went into the, the fight, the, you know, the don't give up on games, the, you know, we, we fight to the end, we show spirit, show heart and all that kind of, that's what, that's what prompted that. Yeah. I've got the exact quotes. Um, he, he was talking about how, you know, this is something he's preached ever since taking over as head coach for the Lakers, that it's not just about wins and losses, it's wisdom and lessons. He said, quote, we got a lesson. The way they buckled down in the fourth quarter, fought back, gave ourselves a chance, that's what you draw from that game. That's what you draw from it. And I'm sorry. And, you know, we both like a lot of what Darvin does in terms of instilling fight with this team, in terms of being a player's coach, I think, with an attitude that often brings out the best with this team in terms of resolve. And we've both given Darvin a lot of credit for this because we think it's important. But I'm sorry, that should not be the lesson from this game because we've already seen time and time Mm -hmm. that they will do this. Like, it's great, but it's nothing new 
that this team should learn from it. Like the lesson should be stop allowing yourself these bad first halves. Stop digging yourself whole. Stop coming out flat to begin a third quarter. Stop waiting for three quarters to start getting long rebounds and loose balls and actually hanging on to the ball when you grab it. Like LeBron even seemed to disagree with that assessment. Like he was asked about the team's ability to come back and make pushes because we've seen that. And LeBron said, quote, it's not ideal. It's good to have it, but it's not ideal. But like, we, know, like, we know about it. It's not it, a lesson. It's not, and it's and it's not an unknown. We've had evidence last, even before the even before the um the Russ trade helped make the team good again. They still played hard. Like they they didn't quit on games, but you know they had plenty of fake comebacks. They had a lot. Of, like they would play. They weren't good. The game. That was actually one of the things <laughs> that allowed them. Was like. Darwin had everyone still buying in and still playing hard and still doing all that. Like, and, and, and they wouldn't quit on games. I know that I knew that I knew that they've had games like that in the season. And so like, and I, I gotta, I'd have to go back and look again at the first quarter. Like where, where they fly, they missed so many makeable shots, which is, I, I, I don't know what that is. Is, is it bad luck? Is it focused? But I, I go back and look at it and we'll see. Although I don't know if that's how I want to spend my Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it isn't. It certainly but, shouldn't have been too tired from second end of a back to back. No, 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 no. I, I'm not chalking it up. I'm not chalking it up to fatigue. But here's the thing about it. Like we've we have, I think, correctly noted that going into this game at nine and six, especially given all the injuries they've had and 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 the the inconsistency in the lineup at nine and six, the Lakers had not done anything to hurt themselves. And I think that is 100% true. What a game like this though reinforces is they've also done very little to help themselves. And Dallas is a, you know, they were, they were, they were nine and five Lakers were nine and six Dallas played, you know, generally speaking very well through the, the beginning of the season and you know that when Kyrie's been in the lineup, they've been a pretty good team, and all of that stuff. So again, it's another one of those. Okay, you didn't lose to a bad team; you lost by two to a good team, or three to a good team. This is on your home floor. You're up by two with a minute to go. You're about to go on the road for a very difficult road trip. Aside from the what should be a, a chippy against Detroit, like this is a hard road trip. Entering this stretch of games at 10 and 6 as opposed to 9 and 7 is significant and gives you breathing room. And you start, other than I guess like the Phoenix game, where they, you know, they came back and took that one. Maybe there's another one in there I'm forgetting. They haven't won a lot of these, like, okay, it's a tough game, but you ought to win type ones they haven't helped themselves with a win like th that this would have been enough and at some point they're, they're three and two and three point them that will hurt them they're three and two so far this season in uh three-point games but i have to imagine uh there aren't many wins other than i guess phoenix depending on what you think of them in tight games against teams that you really respect you know what I mean? Right. And like this is, two this is on your home floor, and you're up by two. You've made the comeback. You're up by two. 
it's it's not a catastrophe to lose. It's they're not. It's not like losing to Portland or some like like that's a bad team. You know what? It's a good team, but good. Te- you still got to beat good teams, and you can't keep leaving games like this on the table. Eventually, they where we where I said we were saying before, like they haven't hurt themselves. Eventually, you do. Eventually, not winning these games starts to hurt, and it hurts in the context of we're about to go on the road. And you know, got a couple. There's a at least you know one difficult back to back on this trip. It's like, and you don't leave yourself with nearly the wiggle room when you, when you, when you kind of shoot yourself in the foot in, in games like this. Well, it's also too. It's not just losing these games because, like you said, Dallas is a team that in a vacuum, if you lose to them, it's not necessarily anything to be ashamed of. The problem is they keep losing games for the exact same reason at almost every single time. It's like you come out either flat or not executing, not whatever the reason you want to say, mm-hmm. and you are behind either in the first quarter, in the first half. You don't come out with the requisite energy automatically in the third quarter, you get beat on the boards, you get beat on 50-50 balls, like the three-point shots aren't falling. And that might be the one thing you can't fully control. But some of these other things, transition defense, the execution three point, there. The three-point shot in the first half, especially, the Lakers were were playing uphill. Um, you know, and it started to even out a little bit, you know, in, in the second, although Dallas still ends up with you know plus five from three. Um but like the Lakers' inability to hit a three-pointer, like is is pressure on the on the offense and stuff like that. You know, it, it, all that stuff. To to your point, I've seen things we've seen in the movie before. At at some point, you need to address at least half of these things. Like we talked heading into this season that we didn't think this team necessarily projected to be great on the glass. And especially until they get Jared Vanderbilt back, I think they're really going to have issues on the glass. But they can be better than this. And if nothing else, they can do a better job of hanging on to the loose balls, the long rebounds that they get to. Like there are too many that they get to and slip out of their hands or guys run into each other. Like stuff like that. Those are things you can control. Or if nothing else, you need to show some type of evidence that you are, I don't know, working harder to make it happen, like focusing on it more. Yeah. I. It's just, it's this, this was the most annoying game <laughs> played all year. It was really irritating. I, 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 I finished this game and even honestly, even when I thought they were going to win and once I got up to, I was like, they're going to win this game. And like, cause Dallas because I know, I know what they're thinking in Dallas. They're okay. We're gonna like this is kind of what we do. <laughs> you know, we're not in the, over the last few seasons. We figure out ways to to screw up games on the road against the Lakers. We're up by twenty, and you know, the, it, the just sort of the the vibe of the Kyrie Luca pairing, eh, just off. I was like, they're gonna win this game, and they're not gonna des- really deserve to win the game. But they're going to win it anyway. Dallas is going to let them do it. It was like the uh, was it the Philadelphia game last year, where the Sixers like 
kept trying to let the Lakers win win in one of these like big comebacks, you know, in game going into overtime, all these other things. And like the Sixers kept trying to let the Lakers yeah. win and they just yeah. wouldn't do it. Um, that that's what this felt like. And even if they had won, I would have been like, you know what? They stole one. It's great going to the road trip and all that, but it doesn't like there's nothing blueprinty about this. Like the you don't learn anything about it because the, the the odds of being able to replicate something like this against any team, let alone one as good offensively as the Mavericks, um, is basically zero. Um, I got a couple questions for you about uh, Max Christie and some other things we saw and whether or not uh, the Lakers should have called timeout on that play. Uh, their last full possession, the one where LeBron uh, – Missed AD, turned the ball over. Um, curious to your thoughts about that. A lot of people thought Darwin should have called the timeout. We'll get into it next. Uh, Max Christie started for uh, Cam Reddish, who missed the game. The Lakers announced it was really, I think, Tuesday that he wasn't going to be wasn't going to be playing. Uh, what did you think of of how Christie did? I, I thought he was fine. Um, but it was solid. You know, it's it's a tough, tough game for him. Like he, you know, he was not necessarily the primary guy on Luca or Kyrie, but you're gonna be having to keep track of those two guys a lot. Uh -huh. Um, you know, I I thought it was a game where they could have used Cam Reddish just as one more point of attack active defender, which is a sentence I did not expect to say heading into this season, but credit to Reddish for making me miss him when he's out. Um, I thought Christie was fine. I, I'll be honest, in in the grand scheme of everything that was either irritating or wrong or problematic, however you want to put it with this game, Christie landed pretty low on the list to me. I felt like he was neither the solution nor the problem. Mm -hmm. I, I, Christie was low on my list, frankly, of even takeaways. I thought he was just yeah. fine, but... There was a lot more that needed to happen than whatever Christie was going to be providing or didn't provide in this game. It's it's interesting. Like you know, we we talked the other day. We had that long last week. If you, if you missed it, it a hell you know, of a dunk. It was that was pretty good. It should have been an and one. Um, yes, it should have been. But you know, he hit a three early. He was a minus nineteen in twenty three minutes, but he didn't play late in the fourth when the Lakers were actually yeah. making. So anybody who didn't play part as part of that fourth quarter comeback is going deep underwater. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's just that's just the nature of it. So I'm not I'm not dinging him necessarily for that. I just I mean Hayes it's, was it's interesting. The flip side of it, Hayes was plus seven in that largely because he was out on the floor. Right, the that's it. And, right, <laughs> and he only played 11 minutes, and a lot of them were at the end. So like yeah. he was at the right place, right time. So yeah, we had that episode in the Everydayers. Um, you know, remember it, uh, uh, where we're talking about Austin Reeves and the perception of him from a media standpoint, whether or not he gets the a, a, the appropriate amount of criticism, especially for his, his inconsistent play um, over the course of the season overall, though it is definitely trending in the right direction he played overall the the mistake against Kyrie late aside you know 17 six and six um absolutely was a catalyst for that comeback late played pretty well um particularly the fourth quarter yeah I mean, the fourth he quarter has had Reeves. strong fourth quarters of late which is yeah. one of the things they want from him but 
it's like, where is the bar appropriately set for Christie? Where was it set perhaps a little bit too high? Do we move the goalposts on him? This, that there's a little bit of, I think that with Christie and especially with guys who, who are still haven't played enough to really give you an idea of what they are. And Christie's got preseason minutes and he's got some like encouraging moments last year when expectations were really low. Um, and then, you know, he had, he had higher expectations in summer league, but it's still summer league and preseason or whatever. And we're still, at least I think a lot of people are in that assigning Max Christie attributes and, you know, the ability to contribute that, that he hasn't quite shown consistently. And, Today's game to me, Wednesday's game to me was a reminder that like it's going to take some time before Christie like lands and goes like, oh damn, like here's this guy contributing, like he can play 23 minutes and you're like, yeah, you know he's there, you feel that he's there, and to some degree, I think the Reeves ascension. I don't want to say it hurts Christie or like, but like. We're, we're in a space now where we kind of expect undrafted free agents or second round picks to kind of be good right away. I, I, I gotta be honest. I don't, I don't really see just something I thought right about, away. but I, I just, I, I think generally the, the first point I was making though, is that we don't yet know how good or, you know, how ready he is to contribute ever. But also too, we just have to remember, even if he is capable of playing more, and I think he is, it's not a linear path to like straight improvement for Christie. Um, and I don't think, I don't think you want to be in a position where you have, where you really have to rely on him yet. I think you want to let him earn that place and earn those minutes um, 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 among competition. Um, I don't think he hurt him on Wednesday. I mean, but it was, was, it was one of those things where I think people want injured. him to land and make this huge impact because there is so much interest and excitement about his potential. Okay. If I mean, that makes sense. I guess again, he's playing because three or four guys are hurt that would mm-hmm. roughly get his minutes. So the idea that he has to earn it through competition—that is what was happening. They ran out of dudes. Right, 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 right. I just think you know, there's there's still a lot. I mean. There are there are people who and I was I was confused at the beginning of the season and reddish his play made me less worried about yeah, it. I, there were a lot of people who were upset that he wasn't playing at the beginning of the year. And sure, I mean, but that was also before Cam Reddish really started playing right. at this level. And you know, again, Christie. Also, this game, my point is, it may also be that the coaching staff sees things about his readiness. I don't think this game is really indicative of it. If that was the case, again, I think he was low on the list of issues sure. that are happening in this game. Sure, sure, sure. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was the timeout. Uh, a lot of people critical of Darwin. About 20 seconds left. The Lakers are down after the Kyrie um, three, down by a point. Darwin, uh, as he generally does, chooses not to call timeout, let the flow of play go. Um, the Lakers end up turning the ball over LeBron throwing a bad pass as LeBron said left it short um didn't give his receiver a chance to to get that ball um do you have a problem with Darvin not calling time out there not really i mean he he talked about it afterwards he prefers the idea of just not allowing a defense to get set not allowing Jason Kidd to or another coach to potentially 
put in some better defensive players for that final stop, depending on who's out there. I mean, really, if you want to take a look, I mean, beyond the fact that LeBron botched that pass to AD, it was very, frankly, out of character for what they were doing in the fourth quarter. Like, it, going low yeah, they, they to threw AD, the ball to him. Right. I mean, and, and you know, it was interesting. Robert Ory and Jason, uh, Robert Ory and James Worthy were talking after the game on Spectrum Sportsnet postgame show about how AD needed to be more involved in the fourth quarter. And they were upset that, you know, AD said like he needs to either be he didn't score the ball. The, we, I don't even think we mentioned this. He didn't score in the second half. No, he did not. Um, and he, you know, he hit the glass really hard, but this was not a game where the offense was really there for AD at all. And that like AD needs to demand the ball or Darwin needs to demand that AD get the ball. And, you know, 5,000 foot view, I agree with this. In this particular game, I didn't necessarily have a problem with it because, A, you're trying to come back from 20 points. It's difficult to do that going down low with anybody who isn't basically like Shaq. <laughs> like it's really difficult to, in today's NBA, that is very difficult to make up that type of deficit, especially when you don't go into the quarter thinking, we're going to hold Dallas to 16% from the field and 10% from behind the arc. You're counting on Kyrie and Luka to at least make a few threes. You know what I mean? Like the math doesn't really work in your favor. If anything, I yeah, thought I they may have they may have messed up trying to go to AD on that final play because it was completely out of character. And honestly, I didn't even think they got that three happy in the fourth quarter. I don't think it no. didn't feel to me like LeBron had one heat check three that I did not love. But for the most part, I it's about an even split of two point and three point field goals. Um, and I thought most of the shots they took were actually pretty good. My biggest complaint was where the hell was this during the first three quarters? Yeah, I I don't mind. I, I it's like fouling when you're up two, um, you know, to or you're up three or whatever it is. Like, what are you going to do? Like, how do you make that decision? I, there are pros and cons of all of it. I I think Darwin's general feeling of when you have LeBron, LeBron is going to generally outthink and think faster than a defense that is in motion yeah um i think reeves particularly of late has started to make much better decisions with the ball and is and has shown himself capable there like i don't have a problem with saying you guys go do it i wouldn't have minded one of those guys when lebron kind of got stuck a little bit I, I you know he is lebron he saw what he saw maybe a better pass gets to ad but it, i think you mentioned this earlier in the show would have had to be perfect Yes, um, you're th and, you're threading the needle with Holmes fronting Luca from behind, like and ten and ten seconds left in the game. Yeah, there's and that's the thing. It's like there was there was more time to either be like, okay, this it's it's I not that Darwin and I don't love you know once the play is going and LeBron's got the ball, I I, I don't know if a lot of coaches are going to call timeout there. Um, cause like LeBron's got the ball and you're like sort of waiting. He's, you're expecting him to do something good with no. it, but they just, they botched it and they missed four, three, free four free throws. And like th that was the end of a series of offensive mistakes that kind of cost them this game. And then the, the big defensive one, um, with Reeves, cause the other, like the other shot, like Luca hit a, a really tough bank shot. Like there is no defense for that. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
I don't know, I hope this doesn't ruin everybody's Thanksgiving. Uh, the Lakers next play in Philly on, I'm sorry, Cleveland. Cleveland on Saturday. They could, could catch a break in that Donovan Mitchell has been nursing a hamstring injury and did not play Wednesday and may not play on Saturday. Um, the Cavs actually have a bunch of injuries, so Lakers might catch a break. We'll see. Um, but uh, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to uh, hang out with about 22,000 subscribers and talk about this game and that game as well. We will try to bring you something from that game afterwards, uh, so make sure you're checking back on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we will see everybody probably after the Philly game. We're, gonna, we're not going to record Cleveland game, the Cleveland, the Cleveland game. game. So um, everybody have a great holiday.